0: Okay, so welcome today to um, Abney Trivedi. Abney is, um, well, she's almost too many things for me to list here. She's an osteopath, a doula, um, a wellness advocate for women, um, a podcaster, and also a writer. Um, So, um, hello, Abney.
1: Hi, Sophie.
0: Um, And she has uh, very generously agreed to talk to me today about what it's like being in the messy middle of the process of writing your book um and this is something I was just talking to Avney before we started recording that I feel gets glossed over somewhat normally you hear from authors after they've finished writing their book and um they might mention that it was tricky but you don't really get that sense of being in the guts of it and how hard it is when you don't know which direction the book's going in and whether you'll ever get it finished um and so Um, I wonder, Daphne if we could start by, um, before we kind of get into that, um, what was it that drew you to writing a book in the first place?
1: Um, In my work as an osteopath, I work one-to-one and I'm hands-on and there's something very definite about a beginning and an end to the session and I love that bit of what I do but I was getting similar kind of repeating conversations with clients or repeating experiences and just started to feel like i had more to offer um i found myself kind of often giving the same advice over and over again and even just the creative part of listening to someone's challenges and making suggestions that started to get a bit samey and i'm such a big reader so it felt like a natural step to explore what writing might mean
0: and i believe that you got an agent fairly early on in the process is that right or have I misremembered that
1: to be honest the process has been such a long <laughs> process so I don't know <laughs> how long ago I mean I I'm around quite a few people who work in traditional media so they're quite mm-hmm. serious about the normal steps so even that idea like in the kind of business entrepreneurial circles that I sometimes move in there's this kind of idea that hybrid publishing is absolutely great and appropriate And some of the people in my life, they're a bit like, Oh, that's a bit old. Like it's just not how it's done. So I had this thing about, Oh, an agent is what a serious person has. Um, someone had posted on Facebook about her agent and I arranged a meeting with her and went to meet her and she had great credentials, but I didn't really feel a connection and then someone else. Who is a published author that put me in touch with her agent, and it seemed a much much better fit. Um, So, because I wanted to go down the traditional publishing route, I knew quite quickly on that having an agent would be an important thing of actually someone seeing the manuscript and helping to steer the journey. And um, can you give us? I know this is this is
0: a question a lot, but there's absolutely dread, especially when they're your point of still not having a completely finished book but can you give us an idea of what the book's about
1: (laughs) that's part of the messy middle to be honest because (laughs) it's changed so much so it's it's evolved so much it's it's a book for women who are learning to connect with their body and to listen to the the wisdom of their body rather than just being kind of in the hands of some expert Um, and especially as they're going through the journey of fertility, possibly fertility struggles, um, and into pregnancy and birth. Um, and because I work a lot with women having fertility treatment or older women who are having more kind of medically managed pregnancies, even if they're quite healthy, I've got an angle towards speaking to, to that type of woman.
0: And how, um, Over the time that you've been working on the book, has there been something in particular that's caused it to um, shift and change for you or has it just been a constant process of change?
1: I think partly my process has been really, really slow and there've been many times where I'm not really in it enough. And so I'm trying to write a proposal and then trying to look at what else is out there and trying to think commercially and then it's just like, well, I haven't actually just written before, you know, something that's a, a kind of a meatier piece of work. So that, I feel, stunts me quite a lot. And how much support have you had from your agent
0: um, at the various stages of writing the proposal and writing the book?
1: I've had a lot of hand holding and I felt like I needed a lot of hand holding. So maybe someone who's more experienced would be a bit more... Um, confident with the process Um, but you know having more sense of what's actually being published what are people looking for like say I thought that self-care was a really important theme but self-care has been in you know it's been a big buzzword in publishing the last few years so Mm -hmm. it's a bit of an old topic now so for someone who has a sense of the whole industry and what are the kind of things they're looking for and that's been helpful, yeah. But it also takes away from what I feel uh, is my book. You know, if it's mm. thinking of mm. what's actually on a shelf rather than what's coming from inside me, I think sometimes they're contrast.
0: Mm. I also it. think that one of the um, weaknesses of the traditional publishing system, which there are many strengths to as well, I don't mean to um, diss it, but one of the weaknesses is the whole process takes so long that whilst they, they're they very interested in trends and, and, you know, not doing something old hat and being with the zeitgeist, actually, in practice, generally by the time the actual book is published, whatever was zeitgeisty at the point it was um, being conceived, it has kind of come and gone. And something that was seeming a little bit old hat has had time to rest and <laughs> kind of come back into fashion again by the time the book gets published. And I don't know that they, it seems to me that sometimes there's not enough space given for that to to, um happen in there's there's this kind of sense in the heads of the professionals that everything's happening right now when it isn't really um so when when you um when you think about writing the book at the moment do you have a kind of regular writing practice a, a daily practice or do you have some time carved out each week or do you try and carve out you know several days or a week or so out of a month or how are you going about the sort of nitty-gritty of getting a bit written?
1: I think that's been one of the challenges because there's been my kind of day job and I've quite consciously cut back a little bit to make more space to do other projects like writing um, but there's been a lack of consistency on my part of having certain days and times so yesterday for my podcast I was just editing um an episode where the the writer has a two hour a day he goes off to a coffee shop and sits mm-hmm. I was like wow that's you know that's what a professional would do Um so I've had phases in my life where I'm writing daily it, not necessarily things that are going towards anything but it's just the thing of keeping it going mm-hmm. I think because it's something that Matters to me so much, it brings up so many of my insecurities about you know am I good mm. enough or things that just don 't really happen day to day in my work as an osteopath yeah. um, and it it definitely works best if i 've got some some regularity, but in the past, I thought I needed a day or a half day at least where I could just be in that space, and actually i don't think it needs i think it's more just keep on going really Mm -hmm. i think i'm one of those i don't think i'm that different from many people who kind of yearn to write and want to be in a cabin somewhere in the middle of nowhere and it gets really romanticized but actually sometimes just setting the timer for 10 or 15 minutes and switching off other distractions can really get things done for me Mm, i am
0: as i think you know a big believer in um you know small increments of writing Um, not least because I think that means that when you do get a couple of hours or a day or a half day, everything's kind of loosened in your mind. It's like you've done your stretching (laughs) before Mm. um, trying to do a big run or something. Um, And it means that you can then really make use of the bigger chunks of time. Whereas if what I sometimes see people doing is they schedule in these big blocks of time with nothing in between them. And then they get to the big block of time and they just sit there staring at the empty page with no kind of sense of how they're going to begin whereas if if they've been doing even 10 minutes a day most days of the week in between times um they'd be all limbered up and ready to to kind of pick up where they'd left off um so i think that's a a hugely useful thing to be aware of for yourself and it's also just so much more realistic because i was hearing you mention the you know the the writer you've been interviewing who goes for two hours every day to a cafe to write and thinking well that's great but if you can't do if you don't have two hours a day you know what what are you going to do what what is realistic for you and and your life um because otherwise i think people sometimes hold hold up this unattainable to them ideal um, and think well if i can't do that then i obviously can't write a book because i don't have the time um when in fact um i think it's fascinating to to find out a bit more from people who are in the process of writing, how they're actually weaving it into their lives, because often it is in very small amounts. Um, and one of the things that I'm finding interesting as well at the moment is talking to writers who have, you know, woven in their writing to these small amounts per day. Um, often, obviously, on any given day, you might not be feeling that inspired in your short time slot to write. And yet, when people go back and look at the whole amount that they've gradually, incrementally written over time, it's really interesting that they can't even always tell which bits were kind of, they were grinding it out when they really didn't want to, and which bits they were feeling quite kind of fluid and inspired for. And I don't know if you've found that yet, coming, coming back to your writing, that it's not as obvious as you would expect where you felt inspired and where you felt like, okay, I'm just going to do it to spend the time around doing it but I don't really feel that inspired today
1: I think I'm not necessarily looking to feel inspired but I spend a ridiculous amount of time reading about what writers do yeah. and like this world of you know oh Maya Angelou used to rent a hotel room and she had her yeah. little hit flask and, and I don't know why that's relevant but it just feels mm. it feels like it's a different personality that I'm trying to adopt rather than just doing the work um but i i definitely you know the thing of actually seeing words come onto a page or something tangible um or feeling there's moments where i get where i might have a conversation with someone or i read a quote and it all feels relevant so in those times there's the writing i do when i sit down but there's also like a certain tuned in to Mm. life that feels like when I'm in that space that feels so much easier and much more sense of flow
0: Mm -hmm. and that's another reason um why as a kind of writing coach I always recommend people to be doing that you know even if it's just five minutes a day of sitting down at the desk to write because I think it helps you stay tuned into that frequency in your head um and um and means that you're more aware you know when you hear um when you have a conversation and and actually it would feed into um the book you're more aware of that fact because um you have just been trying to write um mm. and and it, it just yes yeah, just keeps you tuned in um so what what do you think apart from finding the time to to do the writing and finding a way of creating a rhythm that works for you um what's been most challenging
1: I think because books are so sacred to me, the thing of having it so elevated as writing a book, wanting to be an author and turning it into this big thing and, you know, trying to kind of just drop some of the ego about it of, you know, like if even something like a, a short piece on an Instagram post, if that gives someone... Some useful information, or it helps someone relate, or anything like that. Then that's that's the work that I'm trying to do. Mm. So I think sometimes just you know stopping it feeling so lofty or serious and and just lightening up a little bit.
0: Mm, I think that's so true. I've been doing some um, research interviews with people who are wanting to write but not not actually writing at the moment, um, and one of the words that has kept coming up is writing as a kind of sacred space or. Um, I've been really surprised by how often the word sacred has come up. And on the one hand, I think that's really beautiful. But on the other hand, I can see how inhibiting it is to think of something as being sacred, because it's very, very, very easy to feel like you're not good enough to do a sacred thing. Um, Whereas um, sort of grounding it more in habit and routine and, and, and seeing it more as showing up to do your job um as you do as an osteopath for instance um it's it's just it brings a different energy to it i think and it it makes it for most people i think it does make it feel more doable um and not not this kind of lofty beautiful ideal that anything you do is inevitably going to fall short of um so yeah i think it's very interesting how many people have that same conception in their head and of course books in our culture have such a high status that it's not surprising um, that, that we kind of um, get tangled into that um, so i'm wondering um, based on what you've done so far if you were talking to one of the people i've been talking to recently who's kind of earlier on in the journey than you are and they're not even quite committed to um, starting to write a book is there anything that you found helpful beyond what you've um, said already that you would pass on as a little piece of advice to somebody about to follow the same path?
1: If they're in any way a similar personality to me, then drop all the extra activity around what thinks. You know what kind of all the fascination about a writer's life and all that stuff and just actually write like the simplicity of just get a notebook or get the laptop out and write like forget all the other stuff and i'm telling myself that just as much as i'd be <laughs> telling anyone else um and also i think community can be useful like i 'm more and more i 'm surrounded by people who love what they do rather than have just a job that they go to, so that already feels uplifting, but not everyone say outside of their work time is involved in some form of creative endeavor or you know so I think it 's good to be surrounded by people who are going off into their own little cave and they 're nice ways of having support i 've had that kind of support virtually with um a friend who at the time was living in new zealand and we'd just text each other what we'd done and that really helped um and i think if i didn't use it in a way to get distracted i'd quite like a writing community locally where
0: mm.
1: even just sitting and writing at the same time or something like that i think um it just feels a bit lonely really at this mm-hmm. point in where i'm at
0: i think as well for you know where people have friends and family um who aren't writers and aren't aren't doing something creative in some other field um all the things that people get hung up on when they're writing a book just don't really make that much sense to somebody who's outside of that world so i think it's really really helpful just have people to talk to who essentially get the core issue even if they're trying to paint something rather than write something or um trying to create a course rather than create a book or whatever but that sense that you've got something inside of you and you're trying to get it outside of you but you're kind of stuck doesn't always make that much sense to um somebody who goes to work as a police officer every day or whatever you know it just doesn't necessarily translate as a problem that makes sense um so i think you're right that really having people around you who are on the same kind of journey even if it's to do something different is incredibly helpful um So with your book, um, do you have a sense of the timescale now for when it's going to be finished in, in terms of the writing of it and when it's going to be out there in the world?
1: I've had such a difficult thing of like, say, not completing things when I said I've wanted to complete them or things taking longer than I expected or just losing kind of motivation that I decided to take off the pressure because it it was, it was really hard to write if I was also being hard on myself. And, um, so I'm trying to just let myself be in the kind of the mess, I guess. Um, obviously there's realistic things that if you're wanting to get a book deal and all of that, that, you know, you have to also show up externally, but I'm, I'm just trying to drop those pressures because they haven't been helpful for me. So. And has yeah. your agent
0: um, supported you in dropping those pressures? <laughs> I guess.
1: <laughs> I mean, it helped that she had a maternity leave during that time as well. So she was kind of away. Yeah. Um, I mean, there there is also that reality of like, the publishing world is moving and if you want to be part of it join or you know so mm. I, th- I think it's a hard thing to answer but yes she has been supportive um and also given kind of tough love when I've needed it as well mm. that's great
0: um, so it's not that she sold the book proposal to a specific publisher who you're now under contract to. So you've got that space to be able to work at your own pace, w- which you wouldn't have necessarily in the same way if you were um, under contract.
1: No, but it also brings up questions of, you know, uh, like I, I don't want a good agent to miss or for me to miss that opportunity mm-hmm. for them just to go, well, I'd rather have other people on my books who are actually getting things done or, you know, so so there there is a pressure
0: oh um, yeah no no I mean obviously at some point you have
1: to write it have <laughs> just do the work <laughs> yeah.
0: um, but it is it's a different um dynamic to know that um you are writing something in your own time versus if you don't have a finished manuscript by September the 12th that's it you've broken your contract
1: the thing is, when I think back of when I've done my degree and my master's and I was such a last-minute person that I do see the benefit in a, in a deadline and just making yourself get something done. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, it's kind of wanting both at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, wanting the space to explore and also knowing there needs to be a certain time frame. What's been actually helpful for me is that whilst I've been on this I-want-to-be-a-writer kind of path, Um, I have a number of friends who've been getting published and then having their second books and knowing how every time a book comes out from a good friend, I'm so happy for them, but also feeling so itchy for myself. Like Mm. I'm meant to be doing that. I think that really helps to jolly me along. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't just want to be supporting a friend at their book launch or buying a copy of their book. I also want to be, um, it's not just the thing of having a book written it's the other things that I believe that come with that and you know that's definitely feels like it's time for that for me and what kinds of things are you thinking of when you say that um thought leadership stuff where someone might be speaking on a panel or um just the gravitas that can come with a book of, you know, it's all very well, like everyone gives an opinion these days, whether it's on Twitter or whatever. But when you have the thing of, this is my book, you know, it's the distilled information that can have influence. Um, And a good friend of mine, I was on one of her retreats that came kind of about a year after her book. And so many people attended because they'd had her Mm. book and sat with the ideas. And then the difference of them wanting to work with her, I don't know, they they were kind of ready and prepped in a way that if they were just showing up cold, I don't think they would have that same connection.
0: Absolutely. I, I think it also means that whereas if previously when she was running retreat, she would to a certain extent have been in competition with other people running similar retreats, Uh, and people will be thinking I'd like to go on a retreat and they'd have rough timing in mind and kinds of things they want to do on a retreat and that's how they're choosing whereas if somebody who has kind of soaked in your ideas and your perspective to the extent that reading your book will do it no longer becomes I'd like to go on a retreat maybe in June it becomes when is it's running a retreat I want to go on that retreat um it's it's a different dynamic. It's more like somebody who's been your client beforehand. Um, but you can obviously reach so, so many more people with a book than you possibly can through working, especially as an osteopath it's such a literally hands on thing. You can't do it with hundreds of people all at the same time. Um
1: yeah. And and the, the other bit that really matters to me is that not everyone has access, especially in health. Like it's it's a ridiculous thing of the inequality of what people can kind of get to so a book is a a real leveler you know Mm. on average they're what 15 or 20 pounds these days so there's there's a lot that you can get from just a small investment of buying and reading a book Mm. Um, so that also matters to me deeply Mm
0: -hmm. and I know that that kind of sense of advocacy as well is something that has mattered to you in the past the the fact that the book is partly um, or at least my understanding of the book that you're writing is is partly that it's advocating for the voices of the women that you have worked with as well um and uh, i think that's a really powerful thing to hold on to during the writing process as well
1: yeah and i uh, when i i feel sometimes that that can give more feeling of weight because it's wanting to do justice mm. um, so it you know I, I quite like the idea of just connecting with one person who's Mm-hmm. You know, and just writing it for that one one person, and especially as an introvert, too many people somehow just scares me. So yeah. making like one connection definitely feels safer and. and I think diverse. that's
0: another interesting thing about books is when people are writing a course, they know that that course will be consumed by many people um, at the same time. Um, whereas, if when you're writing a book, the book will be consumed by one person at a time sitting and turning the pages over or listening to it on audible or whatever Um, and so it is more uh, one-to-one exchange even though at the same time you're obviously hoping that that exchange gets replicated many 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 times Um, and so it is very personal and intimate it's an odd thing it's kind of it scales what you can do and means you can reach many more people but each of those people you are reaching as an individual experience as a, uh, as a reader um, it makes it really intimate, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, I think that's all the things that I wanted to um, ask you about. Um, I will um, link with the interview to your website and your podcast so that people who are interested in your ideas can um, follow them further. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to mention? Anything that you have coming up that you'd like people to know about?
1: Um, depending on when this comes out, um, I've got a, a workshop called Moving Through Loss, and it's an experiential workshop using embodiment techniques, so using movement and breath work and guided relaxation, and that's on the 29th of March. Okay, um, no, that would be in time. And I run. It, twice a year so um there'll be another date for later in the autumn as well
0: okay lovely thank you and thank you very much for um sharing your experiences with us. I think. so i'm just trying to find the button to stop the <laughs> with the sunshine coming in <laughs> i literally can't see the screen <laughs> you're flooded with
1: sunshine it looks like <laughs> <laughs>